welcome to today at the New Japan Cup. My name's James Troopany. I am joined by Christy. How are you? Hi. Um, I already explained this to James, but I had a really stop and start wrestling day. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, New Japan decided to start 30 minutes early and I didn't realize. So I missed 30 minutes of it and I, then I started back watching kind of. So I was constantly 30 minutes behind. Yes. Which was really weird. And then there were visitors and having to pick up work. And it was really, really weird. So if it sounds like I'm not following the timeline, it's because I didn't watch it the way I should have. <laughs> the, way, the way nature and indeed New Japan Pro Wrestling intended. Yeah. Again, it was like, this is the way you're supposed to watch it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm doing it my way. Which yes. was basically watching the last match first, kind of. Yes. Which is probably not the way it's supposed to go. But... No, no. But Sorry, anyway. ghetto. Yes. Oh, well, these things happen. Uh, but it was good. It was a very good show, actually. It was. I think it was perhaps the most enjoyable show I've seen of all the New Japan Cup shows so far. Wow, uh, high praise. Yeah, because it, it was... They were, it was fun it was tight they were telling stories and there was thematic it was a bit of thematic evidence towards it and the main are you, theme are you talking about storytelling now instead of me yeah no well yeah i'm allowed aren't i <laughs> then tell me what was the attendance because that's your thing the, so i uh, guess i should do it now um the, it was at curricon hall it was at curricon hall <laughs> Yes, and I don't know the attendance because it hasn't been listed on. And the there Japan were website. at least ten people there. At least ten, yeah, because possibly honestly, more. Possibly more. They haven't drawn at Kurokun for a while, to be honest. They keep because they've done too many shows at Kurokun, so um, it got to the point at the end of the last tour when no one was turning up. So you know they were getting outdrawn As by a DDT. Foreign fan, that's so painful. Yes, it's Kurokun Hall. It's like, Mecca. I'll go there, please. Yes, we, we will go fill those seats if you don't mind us coming. However, <laughs> if you pay tra uh, train, uh, plane tickets, I'll be there. Yes, DDT got more. <laughs> DDT on Sunday night got a bigger crowd at Crooked Hall for a main event where a book defended the, the Iron Man Championship against a book. This than... sounds like something Hiroma would appreciate. Yes. Have you heard of the Iron Man Championship in DDT? I kind of. I used to watch DDT, but not really. Okay, so D the Iron Man Championship is like the WWE 24-7 Championship. It can be defended anywhere, anytime. Mm. And apparently by anything. <laughs> okay. So, uh, because a book landed on, uh, on the bell, on somebody, whilst they were unconscious, a book is now uh the the iron man champion that makes perfect sense yes really? it was and it's the it's the biography of the young books is the current iron man champion <laughs> do they know i i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a a grow i can't pronounce it i think one of the joshi's picture books is is challenged on sunday night at curriculum hall <sighs> <laughs> I'm not going to complain because it's funny. Yes. But it's, it's also like, oh my God, wrestling. Yes, indeed. Very much so. 
But let us talk about New Japan, because that's kind of what this show's about. Uh, we open... No. <laughs> but oh no, I was talking about themes. We got off of the pot. Yeah, there was thematic stuff, and the main theme was Suzuki Gun are pissed. And their faces. <laughs> yes, they are so much. More so on this card than they ever have been before. Um, so the first match was Dookie, El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki. They took on Jado, Taiji Ishimori, and Kenta, and just clobbered them. Like, it was eight minutes of Bullet Club getting their asses handed to them in a major way. Kenta got some offense off. Taiji Ishimori got the shit kicked out of him. And Jado got pinned by El Desperado. And they just took a hammering for eight minutes. And, they, and they're pissed. Really pissed. And it was a joy to see. Your thoughts, Christy? Well, first of all, I was very happy to see Despy back. Yes. And I was kind of surprised that he was split from from Kanemaru. For, for reasons that become obvious in the second match, but yes. But also at the very end of this match. Yes. Because it's clear that this was singles, Despy. Yes. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, first of all... two people. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, first of all, Jada was trying to pick a fight with Suzuki. And I was like... Maybe not the best decision you've ever made. Like he he's he's mad at Kenta right now. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> if if Suzuki was angry at someone in my stable, I'd be like, sorry for you, but I'm glad it's not me. So have fun with that. But then Jado was mocking Suzuki and trying to rile him up, and it's like. Why would you? Why you're a cowardly heel who hits people with a kendo stick, and you you're deciding to torment Suzuki of all people. It's I love the wrestling watching in the in that as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, it it was just so good. It was yeah. just it was just and, so much fun. And Kenta and Suzuki are still feuding, kind of. I don't know yeah. what they're feuding about. Just being angry, I guess. Yeah, I think I think you might go a singles match at Sakura Genesis between these two, which mm. would, would it would be nice because it would have chance to have build. Whereas yeah. in a tournament match is great, but they can't tell the story they want to tell that they could do in an eighteen minute singles match. Yeah, you know, so that would be something worth seeing, I think. And yeah, and it's got to that point where Minoru Suzuki is getting pushed down the card again, so he's got to do something special, Annie. So <laughs> like like. Cut his hair off. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's, he'll, just, he'll figure out a way of getting back to the top of the card before the end of the year. It he's happens every year. He's Suzuki. He's Minoru Suzuki. He is a wrestling god. Is Suzuki aware that he's slowly turning face? Yeah, absolutely. Minoru Suzuki is the closest thing Japanese wrestling's had to Roddy Piper in the sense of a person who understands how to control a crowd. I, I, I know him as... The, the the real life person knows, but like, yeah. does the character is he aware that his team of horrible people is turning face? Yes, I think they are because to him, they're not doing anything different than they ever have done before. They've just never done it publicly, but privately, mm -hmm. they all hang out, they all drink together, they all hang out together, they all spend time with each other. Minoru for for him, it's been. Something like, we're, we're, we've always been great. You've just not noticed. Yeah, that's it. It's just, no, we were always like this. You just, it's like, 
Pulp, the band Pulp, uh, had like 15 years together before they had a hit record. It's just everyone got around to their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Suzuki, Suzuki thinks. No, we're, we're just, we are just angry people. You might not like us, but you all respect us. And we're all really good. And a lot of people really like them. Yeah, so that's that's the whole point. And I think I don't think Suzuki is aware that they're faced. I think that they're just doing things the way that mm. they always did. Because if you look at the next match especially, it's yeah. a baby face action is what they're doing, but they're doing it in a healed manner. I haven't seen that much, but let me first talk about Despi. Because... Mm. Haven't talked about Despi the last couple of days, so no, no, need to get my time in. <laughs> get your kicks in now yeah. before he disappears again. <laughs> oh, he's going to go out and have. Uh, do you follow his Twitter or his Instagram? I watch his. I look at his Twitter every now and then. I will. I will look it up now. See what he says. It's such a weird mix, but he he goes camping a lot and fishing. Yeah. And that's basically what he does in between wrestling or going to concerts or posting really questionable tweets (sighs) with pictures of him and Tai Chi. (laughs) Those kind of pictures. Yes. That's basically what he does. Yeah. But uh, it looks like Despi is going to be feuding with someone. Who's that? Who's that? Ishimori. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah, because they were making eyes at each other at the very end of the of the match. And making eyes at each other in the I want to kill you kind of way. Not, not in, in the, the Hiromu Despi. <laughs> no, not in the... <laughs> Let's have sex in the ring way, as yes. Hiromu put it. Yes. No, this was definitely a feud kind of way. Right. And that, that makes sense if Kenta and Suzuki is going to be a thing. Because then they can keep combining... Uh, those two storylines together. You could have a cracking tag match with Kenta and Ishimori, who were Kenta graduates of the dojo together. Sorry, Kenta, the Noah. No, 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 Ishimori wasn't a Noah guy, was he? But he spent most of his career in Noah. You could have Kenta and Ishimori and Desperado and Minoru Suzuki would be an absolute cracking tag yeah, match. Yeah, they, they don't do it a lot. But I remember that Naito and Hiromu had a match against Juice and Kushida, which was mm. very similar, as in yeah. those two storylines intertwined a lot. And it yeah. ended up being uh, a tag match before it was uh, a singles match. Yeah. So it would be fun. But I think that this is where they're going, and it kind of makes sense, because Despi's totally a face right now. He is completely, yeah. Like, even if he didn't want to be, he is. So you, you've got a couple of options, but not, not too many. And Ishimori makes sense. Yeah, that's it. The only guy who's really an outright heel in Suzuki-gun is Dookie. Yeah, I guess. And, but people like him. I don't see him as a heel. <laughs> no, but he just hits people with steel pipes all the time. Yeah, he does, but it's usually because in, in matches that have someone opposite them who's doing the same. So yeah, it's all's fair in love and war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess if you hit people with kendo sticks, I'm going to come after you with a pipe. And it's, it's... also he's clearly the underdog in the entire company, like barring the young lions. 
I yeah. would put Dookie as the lowest ranked guy, maybe, with Kawato. Yeah. As in least likely to defeat someone, so it's maybe protection as well. If that makes sense. Hello. You went quiet. Hello? Yes, I, I'm, I'm here. It's okay. My computer went, I was trying to look up something on my computer, but it, it just cut you off, so I'm not going to do that. I do a would you like to start that again? <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's also because Doki is the lowest ranked wrestler in the company, basically, barring the alliance. Yeah. So he needs some kind of way to make himself not lose all the time. So he's decided for himself <laughs> that he deserves a, a, a lead pipe or whatever that's supposed to be. Have you seen The Untouchables? Can you describe what it the is? Film. It was, it's a, a film. Um, it's a film from the 1980s, and it's about Al Capone. And it's about the, the federal marshal of the FBI agents that tracked down. I the... don't think I have. Sorry. OK. So there's a scene in that where Sean Connery is a local cop in Chicago. He was helping out these FBI guys. Um, he's, they're, they're in a church, and he says, "What are you prepared to do to take on Capone?" And it's a, it's um, uh, the the Elliot Ness, who's the agent, says, "I will do everything that I've been told to. I can do within the law." He said, "No." He said, "You have to deal with them the way they deal with everyone else." If they bring a knife, you bring a gun. If you put one of ours in a hospital, you put one of theirs in a morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how Suzuki gun work. Yeah, if you exactly. hurt one, yeah. If you hurt one of us, we will hurt you back as much as we possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> and they hurt each other. But that's their way of showing, showing affection. affection. Yes, as Suzuki said. Being a professional wrestler is the greatest job in the world because I get to beat people up and people beat me up. What's yeah. better than that? <laughs> he enjoys it for some weird reason, but that's Suzuki. Yeah, he, he's just that. That's his job. That's not far off the way he thinks in real life either. But yeah, it's it's just um, it, it's just fascinating what Suzuki can just become popular just because they haven't really changed anything. No. They just slightly walk to the ring slightly differently. And it's also that people are paying more attention now. Mm. I think yeah. that that when Lij was still very new, all the people who would have been into Suzuki Gun were into Lij. Yeah. And now, because they're not the newest thing anymore, people are paying attention to other things as well, and noticing yeah. guys like Desperado, who are kind of on Lij level, character-wise, wrestling-wise. Yeah. Um, and they're also interesting. I, I also think there isn't any slack in Suzuki Gun. They're all main event mm -hmm. players. Yeah. Except Dookie. But he carries himself like a main event player. And that's also his his role is not yeah. to, to be the least in Suzuki Gun. No, but I mean, Kanemaru's a living legend. He carried the Noah Jr. heavyweight division for 10 years. You know, he's a guy. He's a known entity in professional wrestling. Tai Chi is 
exceptional these days. Zack Sabre Jr. is main event level former New Japan Cup winner, Desperado, IWGP Jr. and Tag Team Champions, and Minoru Suzuki. Fucking Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's they are it. There isn't any slack. There is no, like, it's full court press all the time. And it's it, also interesting that they there are several generations in there. Yeah. Like, if Kanemaru decides to retire, you've got Dookie there to fill that gap. Yeah, it, they're going to be consistent, and no one's going to walk away from that faction, are they? Yeah, so... if Suzuki has to retire at some point, you've got Zack there. You've got... Tai Chi. Tai Chi, yeah, well, Tai Chi... <laughs> I'm not sure if his character is ready to lead. No, he's come a long way, whereas Zack would lead, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Tai Chi's character is, I'm too lazy to be at the top. I'll be right below, calling the shots when I want to, <laughs> but not having to take any, what's that called? Responsibility. Yes, backseat driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he knows he's Suzuki, one of Suzuki's favorites, so he gets away with a lot, and he uses that, but he doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> He well, you didn't see the second match, did you? I did. well, he was nice to Zach. I'm assuming he was he was more than nice to Zach. They jumped the gun, and Tai Chi just tried to murder everybody in the room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because they he was still sore at the way that Billy No Mates dealt with Zach at the last card. Um, and it's he, fucking romantic, is that? Yeah, it is. It is, but he, he's like. Him and Kanagaru and Zack Sabre Jr. went at them like a men possessed. And the referee got to four like several times because Tai Chi was just throttling people. Just a big handful of throats and backing them into the corner until they passed out. Then grab the next person and do the same thing. And it went on like that for seven minutes. And and that, that's also the, the, how, the beautiful aspect of Suzuki Gun, really. That's yeah. why people like them. Because you've got groups like Chaos, as much as I love them, they're never going to go ballistic no. if someone attacks one of theirs. There's always, you know, calm down, be responsible about this. Hontai's not going to do that. Lij maybe. But even Bullet then, but aren't. No, because they said, like Lij, as NATO said, it's up to everybody to look after everybody else if they want to. It's just if 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 we get in trouble, we get in trouble, and we have to deal with it ourselves. But if they want to come help, we won't tell. We won't turn them away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of group Naito leads, and then yeah. Suzuki creates a group full of loyalty towards him, but also each other. Like there's only us. Yes, and it also goes back to former members of Suzuki Gun. Like I remember Lance Archer and David Boy Smith being in Suzuki Gun as. Uh, Killer Elite Squad, and Archer just sat on the bottom rope as Minoru Suzuki gets the microphone and he looks up and goes, you tell him, boss. Which is a little thing. Yeah. And that means nothing to a Japanese audience, but to a Western audience, here's this big, bad, super monster, Lance Archer, but he'll do what Minoru Suzuki tells him to. Yeah. And that's those, it's those tiny little things that make everything work. You know. And that's what I like about them. You, you know that 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 is their way of living yeah like they're not playing at being a team 
they are a team in kayfabe like it's 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 not it is a family kind of thing but it's also uh, we only have each other yeah kind of thing like the rest of the world doesn't understand us and doesn't deserve us so we've got each other and that follows through if you look at the hurt business in wwe current leaders of the wwe locker room as it were with bobby lashley as world heavyweight champion and the world tag team championships and all led by mvp who was a former member of suzuki Gun. Mm. you know and he's taken what he's learned with suzuki and this is the thing we don't see the hurt business as kind of associated with suzuki Gun, but the principle's the same a bunch of people brought together with similar skill sets who care about each other and have a unique experience of their lives. Yeah, um, and, and there, I, I don't know about the Hurt Business because I don't watch WWE. No. But Suzuki Gun is also like a mix of people who maybe wouldn't have made it if they hadn't been together. Yeah. Like, Which... I, I can imagine that a couple of them are simply there because Suzuki said, I want those. I want them, and I'm bringing them with me. Kanemaru is exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Like, I, would New Japan have said, yeah, sure, bring those guys if they'd had a chance to say no? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Maybe not. But yeah, it's, it, the, the, it, 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 it's funny because, and I think this is like, we talk about Bullet Club in... North America and been in Ring of Honor officially and unofficially in Impact, unofficially in AEW. But nobody links together these things that like the what the other factions have done and they get copied as well. It's subtle. It's subtle in between the Hurt Business and Suzuki Gun. But it's there. <laughs> the principle's still the same. And Archer is in AEW, right? Yeah, he is. He's not in a faction at the moment. Um, he's in uh, he, Jake Roberts is his manager, and he's kind. Of, it's kind of a weird babyface dynamic that he has. <laughs> yeah, like, well, Archer's always been like he's typically Suzuki Gun. Really, he he was kind of funny. Yeah, he he would interact with people online. He he was like we all knew he was a heel, but we treated him like a face sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like and. David Boy Smith Jr., Harry Smith, was mm. is he he grim, grunt and grimaced as a heel on on New Japan television, but you know he's just he's just a guy and he's a nice bloke on Twitter and stuff. He's a Trump supporter. You can't have everything in life, I guess. But you know he's just a dude, isn't he? He's just like a nice bloke, really. You know, and it's like it. it he, he looked slightly uncomfortable <laughs> doing the Suzuki gun stuff, but he was the perfect guy for Suzuki gun because he's a badass shooter. I remember that they were in a match with Despi at one point mm. and they were scaring Desperado. Yes. Like they were yelling at him and hitting him and throwing him around. And it's like, this is kind of Suzuki gun. Like, this isn't, they're not trying to piss him off or make him afraid, or it's just their way of dealing with frustration or something. It's, yes, Suzuki Gun has a, a connection that's unlike any faction yeah. in New Japan. Very much so, completely. They do things their way, and it's, yeah. it was cool to see. Uh, I, I understood you was unlikely to watch this match given the person involved. 
uh, I did watch it, and it was really good, but it was it was demolition from Suzuki Gun's part. They got caught out because Kanemaru got cornered with Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kanemaru owned Jeff Cobb for three minutes, and then Cobb figured out what was going on and managed to get Tour of the Islands in, and that was that. <laughs> but yeah, they were hammering them. And it well, was a joy Suzuki to see. Guns seems to be going face more now, so I look forward to seeing it. Uh, not so much face as not heel. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an LIJ thing where they're face to us, but their actions are kind of still heel. Yes. Um, and then we had some Hontai Chaos cross-pollination against LIJ. Sonida, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi defeated Raisuke Taguchi, Hiroki Goto, and Yuji Nagata when Sonada used the Econa Bridge to pin Raisuke Taguchi. Um, I, it was another case of Taguchi going, I got this! And then he didn't <laughs> and then got didn't this. this! No! There was no getting this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so Raisuke needs to work on his uh, tactics quite badly at the moment. He but, always yeah. does. It, it never works out. He has great question mark tactics and then it never works out no it's he's yes he's he needs his coaching badges taken away from him i think <laughs> himself I, out. I wouldn't listen to a word he said no. honestly no 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 just no no um it was, this was just fun is it's what you expected nigata carried most of the match actually with shingo and it was pretty fun i enjoyed it for a lot of it and what did you think of it christy go to is the hunt i add on again <laughs> it's always go to it's like you fit in with them go 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 yeah well he used to be yeah yeah it makes sense he was but he was in, what was that faction he was in he was in um oh that faction was uh devitt and ghetto and jeddo can't remember what it was called there was a heel faction in the junior heavyweight division that was run by i think it was run by liger uh, when Liger turned heel for about a year. That's before my time, if you <laughs> yes. don't know it. it was I two... definitely don't. It was when Gato and Jello first got signed to New Japan, and they were still the world-class tag team, and they were still a world-class tag team, um, and they were IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, and there was Goto was in it, and Devitt was in it as a heel, and Liger was a heel, Black Liger. Um and yeah, and it was a bit bizarre. It was Devitt as a rookie, just as he came out of the dojo. Um, and yeah, Goto was a heel back then, which you can't really imagine, can you? But he was. <laughs> I can kind of see it because, like, the righteous warrior thing. If if he believes in his cause too much, it can easily turn into a heel. Yes. Yes. Once he got himself under control, he became a Hontai face. and then <laughs> Now he's a good guy. Now he's slowly moved over to Chaos. Yeah, well, go to joining Chaos was weird. It, it seemed inevitable somehow. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, he didn't, I, I wasn't there. So it's just mostly things I've watched back or things I've been told. But apparently he um, wanted to wrestle Okada. Yeah. And if he won, he would be be allowed to join Chaos or something? He, no, it was, well, he challenged a card, of, he got a title shot, and he did the full white gear thing. Yeah, and he is, lost. And he lost, obviously. Because <laughs> he's got his life. Yes. 
And Okada said, I wanted you to be the best wrestler you can be. And you're not the best wrestler you can be in Hontai. So come and hang out with us and we will give you more opportunities and different ways of going about things. So he joined Chaos. It was kind of weird because Okada apparently didn't want him to be in Chaos. To start with. And suddenly decided, yeah, I do want you in Chaos. Yeah. He decided he wanted him in Chaos after Goto lost. Yeah. It's like, you lost really well. Congrats. Come join us. Yeah. Kind of doesn't make sense, but okay. I think they were, they essentially wanted their new Nakamura because they didn't have that Nakamura. And Goto has a bit of Nakamura about him. Because let's face it, the other option is Taguchi, and he's never going to work in Chaos, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's never going to work anywhere. Like, no. him and <laughs> is weird too. Like, it's Hontai, and he's Taguchi Japan just by himself. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Goto, I think they kind of wanted the balance there. They wanted somebody who was a bit more uh, fearless warrior type. I think that works well. Who and, does that? Yeah, yes, he does, that he does really that. well. So, yeah, so they wanted a bit more beef in the top end, and he was the right guy for the literally job. Literally and figuratively. Yes, literally and figuratively, yes. But, yeah, so, there, yeah, that was a fun match. Anything yeah, else you'd like to some... say? <laughs> well done, well done. See, didn't just rush on to the next bit because I'm excited for the next bit. <laughs> for Yoshihashi. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> the, the third match, well, uh, Sonata did his minimalist thing again, yeah. where Taguchi was trying to hit him with his well, ass, and Sonata just moved out of the way. <laughs> yes, that was a. I love Flying it when he does that. It's like it's so funny. It's it all depends on where the camera angle is well, because the camera angle was brilliant today. Yeah. There's like there's I can remember Tiger Bass coming off the top rope with a flying body press to the floor and they got the camera angle in a slightly different place. It just looked like he fell out the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this is just the same thing. It's just like he seemed to be sailing in the air forever. It was inevitable he wasn't gonna land it. Oh, and yeah. it's also the look on Sonata's face, like, yeah. do you think I'm just going to take that? No. <laughs> and then he moves really casually, and Taguchi just flies across the ring and lands way harder than he's supposed to. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's the Zack Sabre Jr. thing. I was like um, uh, doing a post-match press conference. I don't think he wrestled Ibushi. He beat Ibushi. And the first statement was... If somebody's going to climb up to the balcony, just fucking move. (laughs) (laughs) If Ibushi Ibushi wants to kill himself by jumping off something, allow him to. Yes. Go ahead. Just move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, this was just fun. Six minutes and 26 seconds of just blast fun. Right then, shall we get to the next match? Yes. I will allow it. Yes, because with things to talk about, with this match. It was only 30 minutes and 12 seconds. This seemed like it went on forever. It was brilliant. Yoshihashi and Dave Finley are getting much kudos for this particular second round matchup because it may have been the match of the tournament so far. And it was brilliant. It was just perfect back and forth. Two guys having a wrestling match and it could have gone either way and it was just brilliant. And I just loved it. It was ace absolutely brilliant, and Dave Finley wins. Which will make Christy and myself sad as Chaos fans because of Yoshihashi. But Dave Finley wins. Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion Dave Finley won this match. 
Christine, your thoughts? Do you know what's really sad? What's that? This is the match I was able to watch the least of. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was horrible timing. I was answering students' emails during this, so half of my attention was on the emails, and then half of it was on a muted screen of <laughs> the match. But even though I didn't, I couldn't hear a thing, and I was constantly distracted. I could see how amazing this match was. Yeah. And I'm used to finding Yoshihashi matches amazing and then finding out online that no one else liked it. <laughs> but this one, people really liked. So yeah. I'm actually really, 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 really happy. Yes, even though Yoshihashi lost. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, Yoshihashi making it to quarterfinals, or kind of almost to quarterfinals, is to me already really, really good because I never got to experience the sudden influx of wins for Yoshihashi. Yeah. Like when I left, he was losing in the first or second round of everything. So this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but now he's a solid upper mid carder who wins on a regular basis yeah, and has amazing. feuds and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. And he gets good reviews. Yeah. People don't um, care I'm boring anymore. And... No. Don't show up in my mentions telling me how much of a loser he is. Yeah. It's like, whoo. Yeah, so it was great. And then Dave Finley wins, which is great too, because Dave Finley is ace. Yeah, and as... I'm glad we got to the Finley segment of our podcast. Well, I, I, I thought of something, and um, it reminded me of, I because I, I think Dave Finley's going to win the whole thing now. I'm changing on for predictions and just saying, because someone has to, because all of our chaos guys are out, so now it has to be somebody else. And why can't it be Dave Finley? Well, good luck. <laughs> and th this this um, football manager from the 1990s, this popped into my head of how I feel about Dave Finley and the New Japan Cup. So I'm going to play this to you now. Oh, okay. When you do that with footballers, like he said about Leeds, and when you do things like that about a man like Stuart Pearce, I'm, I've kept really quiet, but I'll tell you something. He went down in my estimation when he said that. We have not resorted to that, but I'll tell you, you can tell him now, I'll be watching it. We're still fighting for this title, and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Hello? Did you hear it? I heard nothing. <laughs> Hopefully it played for the recording. <laughs> but there you go. I, that's annoying. I'll pour it in underneath. Um, I would do the YouTube thing and do it from there because you probably heard it better. But if you did it from the YouTube thing, then the whole thing crashes. Just tell me what's in rough. In rough, it was um, Kevin Keegan, who was manager in Newcastle at the time, who were leading the Premiership by like 12 points. And uh, Manchester, Alex Ferguson has started saying rum stuff about Newcastle United. And... Uh, and Kevin Keegan was like, I've never said anything bad about them, but I'd bloody love it if we beat them. I'd love it. And that was basically it. He got a lot of... It, it was one of the, It was the time it was like... It was kind of a bit wrestling promo, but he was genuinely upset that Manchester United had said rum things about him. Oh, Alex Ferguson had said rum things about him and, the, oh. and his team. And it was like, just a, this is the same as I feel about this. Dave Finley's getting no respect. And if he won this tournament, it would be amazing. 
and I don't think it's out of the water completely strange. You know, it's so cute that you're basically doing what wrestling fans like to do in picking the underdog. Yeah. And then becoming a huge fan of them and being really mad when they don't win. <laughs> what you think they're supposed to win? I, this is my I'm, relationship with Goto from the very beginning. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think it's out the the realms of possibility that Finley wins this tournament. Okay. I, I, for I, your for your sake, I hope he does. I still think well, I still think White's probably going to win it. I hope White wins it because the other option is just unthinkable. But well, there's another half of the draw, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. It's a, if White lose, it doesn't mean that it's automatically Osprey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sending money to Sh- Shingo right now to yeah, pay know. off Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope, but yeah. Anywho, yeah, I just we'll see what happens, but yeah, I just I just think it would be, I don't think it would be stupid for Dave Finley to win this tournament. They've done things like this before in the past. It would catapult him to the main event. And he's kind of got the presence now to do that. Whereas you think a they'd go with thing Finley too. instead of Juice? Yeah, I think they would. Just because they've been slow building Dave for a long time. Like, he got all the wins in World Tag League. He got all the pinfalls in World Tag League. Mm. Juice didn't, you know. This Juice, has got, Juice has had plenty of time in the main event. He's wrestled Moxley and Archer, and he was US champion. You can plug him into an IWGP championship match anytime you want, and he'll be, do fine. And the fans will buy it. He's a big enough name to do that. Whereas Finley isn't there yet, but I think they want the same things for Finley that they wanted for Juice, if that makes sense. Mm. Makes sense, yeah. It's just that I missed all of the growth. Yeah. So I, when I left, it was very clear that Juice was the star. Dave was along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now, and it's also, it's like, they're, they're making Juice stand ringside as Dave wins all the matches. <laughs> it's like it's, it's cute though. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, I come to support his friend. Um, it makes sense. We've, we've talked about this in the last, was it the last podcast? Yeah. About faces being kind of weird about not being there for their stable mates. Yeah. Like these yeah. two do. Yeah, they do. That's, that's the thing. And uh, yeah. I, I, I still, it still makes me laugh that like they managed to win a tag team championship on Friday night in Tennessee, and then they're in the New Japan Cup on on Saturday morning, some four hours later. Well, Finley <laughs> mentioned it. He, he? he mentioned it in the backstage comments. Like, right. people may wonder. So I'm paraphrasing, but he said yeah. something along the lines of, "People may wonder where our titles are." Yeah. And he said, "I don't know either." that's basically what i figured (laughs) yes i I feel that they may be wrestling for they may have lost them on before they came back to be honest but yeah (laughs) they should they should have figured a way around that yes they probably should have done give them the belts for one show and then write something that explains why they don't have them anymore yeah like Something made you say we have to send them back because of Corona rules. Because yeah, we can't have them here because then they have to be in quarantine for two weeks. Something dumb. Yeah, some wrestling dumbness would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Because now people can just figure out <laughs> that they don't have the belts anymore. 
Yes, so therefore the likelihood is they probably lost them at that marathon TV taping that Impact Wrestling do over three days. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the... was it? The first like time that really happened was Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan won the tag team titles, and then they did 13 weeks of TV tapings over the space of five days and heard promos about Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma winning the tag team titles. <laughs> And they were like, so we're not holding these belts for long. And it was the middle of like when, when Cactus hadn't was having a contract negotiation. And it was like, so I'm your world tag team champion and we're not keeping these belts. So why should I stay with you? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yes. So, well, um... <laughs> so yeah, but there you are. Um, shall we move on to the main event? Yes. The main event featured Hiroshi Tanahashi against Jay White. And their long-anticipated second-round match, and you get a payoff. That is a se- the... It's so weird that it's the second round. Yeah, I think this is the thing, though. Jay's had a pretty rough, rough ride. I think he's going to have a pretty rough draw all the way to the final. So that would kind of like put him over the edge, wouldn't it? If he mm. wins it, which is what they did with Sabre Junior a couple of years ago, and Ibushi, to be fair, I think. Oh, was Ibushi won it? Okada got to the final. He had a rough draw as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think that kind of points more towards Jay winning it than other people, but yeah, this was really, really, really good. Really, really good. You have the mini stories that you've been, that they call back to all the way through this last couple of weeks. Tanahashi got over his body issues, (laughs) (laughs) um, to, to, to beat Jay and scare Jedo with just his biceps. Yeah, it was really scary. Yes, it was good. I really enjoyed this. It was fun. What did you think of it, Christine? Um, I really enjoyed the. I enjoyed all of it, but I enjoyed the beginning part where Jay was like, "Lay down, Tana. Lay down. (laughs) Let me pin you." And his reasoning was that he was able to do what no one else was would be able to do, and that is stop Ibushi from doing what he wanted to do with the belts. He was literally saying to Tanahashi, you can't do it. I know I can. I can stop Ibushi. So he's making himself the hero in this story. Of course he is. Yeah, I <laughs> actually think that's, that's really nice storytelling because most bad guys think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And he might just be lying, you know, like this is a way for for Tanahashi to to lie down, even though he knows Tanahashi's never going to do that. Yeah. But in his head it makes sense. Mm. But I also like that he's using he's aware that everyone wants to stop Ibushi from unifying those belts. Yes. And he's basically telling New Japan, because Tanahashi is like the personification of New Japan. He's telling New Japan, I'm going to do what you can't. I'm going to stop him. Yes. And does that make him a face or a heel? In his head, it, he's a face. Yeah, and that's the that's the age-old theory. A, a heel only has to be justified to himself or herself. Yeah. They don't have to be justified to anyone else. But I know there's going to be people who agree with him, though. That oh, yeah. That he's the face when, if he tried to stop Ibushi. 
that's that's the thing. This is the interesting thing about Ibushi, who's like the ultimate pure white meat baby face and has landed himself in this situation where he's not very popular. Yeah, and New Japan has landed him in a situation <laughs> where he's not very popular. You like, wait. We've got a wonderful baby face. How can we ruin him? Yes. We'll prepare you for this the, the, the thing you've dreamed of and worked towards for your entire 20 year career. We will give you the biggest main event in pro wrestling history against the biggest stars. We will give you the best matches of the year, two days running. Oh, by the way, to make it even more impossible, we're also going to give you really terrible booking as far as your character is concerned. Yeah. And you're going to have to fight uphill for the next six months. We're going to give you two titles. And in Bush, you're like, oh, great. Wonderful. And then we're going to make everyone mad at you for ruining those titles. <laughs> This sounds wonderful. Yes, it's just hard work. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and I also like that Jay was keeping that going, the, the him versus New Japan thing, mm. by attacking the Young Lions. Yes. Because yeah. they kind of represent New Japan as well, like the um, new generation. Yes, the future of the company. The people yeah. are going to be fighting for either the double championship or the world IWGP world championship. Yeah, and, and they're also always on Tanahashi's side. Mm. It's very clear that the Young Lions, if they could choose so to back someone, it would be Tanahashi. It, Suji especially, because Tanahashi's kind yeah. of taking him under his wing, but certainly, like, Tana spends a lot of time at the dojo. He goes and helps out the young guys. That's that's kind of his deal. NATO does as well, and so do the other like main event guys. They don't. Yeah, all... but, but NATO and and Zach uh, aren't allowed to showcase that. No, they are. Whereas aren't. Tanahashi, it's very obvious, even in kayfabe, that he's the guy. Yeah. For the young lions. Yeah, that's it. So Jay kind of attacking them because he's also frustrated that they won't listen to him. But they will listen to Tanahashi. Yes, is good storytelling. Yeah, that's it. Let's see. This is the thing. It's like, and it, it goes back to the old days of Bullet Club. Cody Hall was the young boy for the Bullet Club. He was in the dojo, but they put him with Bullet Club because they wanted their own guy in the dojo, which was a clever move because it's kind of like it still puts otherness into everything that Bullet Club do. And that's what Bullet Club's about, isn't it? Ballet Club, yeah. Bu Bullet Club is built upon New Japan principles. They are New Japan people. They just don't agree with the way New Japan do things. Yep. Yeah, it's it, the, that, that's that's the thing. That's 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 the hard thing to understand about Bullet Club. They love New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are entirely from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they're built around the idea of New Japan Pro Wrestling and the principles of New Japan are the principles of Bullet Club. They're just not interested in doing it in the New Japan way. and They want to do it their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jay is just a great heel for that. Because mm. he's, he's also so smart in what he does in the ring where he can sell a story through ring moves as well. Like the... Um, there was a section in the match where they were just exchanging wrestling moves. Yeah. And it was very clear that they were evenly matched. And Jay noticed it too. And what does he do? He grabs Tanahashi by the hair. Yeah. He cheats. Yeah. 
the moment he realizes that realizes that he's not winning something, he finds a different way. Yeah. Because he's 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 constantly talking about how he's going to do it. He's going to win and he's clearly better. But the moment he feels insecure, he goes for something that's illegal. Hmm. Yeah. And I like that about about his character because it's so realistic. Because most guys like Jay White, kayfabe wise, yeah, are really insecure. Yeah, That's... and it's, we talked about Osprey the same way. Like his character would be so much better if it came from insecurity. Yes, yeah, not just arrogance and. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is. Osprey's character is built based on the way that Osprey is in real life mm -hmm. to an extent. Jay White's character, Jay is not like the way Jay White acts in real life. It's an, it's it's obviously far too over the top to be the real Jay White. But Jay White's ability to separate himself from his character and manipulate people in a kayfabe way is what makes him great. Yeah, and he tells such a great story because everything about his character fits with what he's trying to say, even the young lion bullshit constantly. Yeah. Because he's insecure and he wants people to listen to him. And when the guys on the bottommost rung of the company don't listen to him, he gets annoyed and he takes it out on them. That's yes. also why he's making them carry him to the back. Yes. Because it's a power play. Yeah, that was the... The thing about Henry when he wrestled Henry and Henry had iced his back and Gabe Kidd put an ice pack on his back and Jay White demanded that ice pack. Yeah. It's the power play over yeah. the young boys. And it's also the annoyance at Henry because he he's a couple of years ago he was a young lion. Hmm. He isn't far removed from being a young lion. Yes, he's made great steps forward, but he's still somewhere lower on the card and Henry was trying to defeat Jay, like, how dare you? Yeah. It's still the senior junior thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... It, 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 a lot of it is to do in, in wrestling, and, you know, it, the senior and junior thing, even more in Joshi, is really important. Like, yeah, in, in Japanese culture, especially. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you do something wrong to a senior in Joshi, they beat the shit out of you. Them's the rules. Whether it's right or it's wrong, or the perception is right or wrong, you do what the older person tells you to do, and that's it. There is no way around it, yeah. because otherwise the entire society falls apart. And it... Jay feels similarly. Yeah. But he doesn't treat Tanahashi with respect. Like no. it's People have to treat him with respect, but he doesn't have to treat anyone else the same no. way. Which is typically heel. Bad yes. guy behaviour. Yeah. It's it is intriguing and it's a good story to tell. Yeah, I'm glad he's telling it. Yes. And I'm also glad at, that people are picking up on what's happening and his growth because uh, I was just scrolling my own Twitter yesterday. Yeah. And I came across a, a GIF I'd made where a lot of people were um, insulting Jay. Mm. It was from like 2017, I think. Right. Was that just when he got back or when he was, was... I think so. It might have been a couple of months after he yeah. got back. And people were tearing him down. It was awful, actually. And I remember 
being kind of sad about it at the time. Yeah. So it's great to see that things have improved to the point where he's clearly... If he's... you don't consider Naito a heel, then he would be the top heel. I think Jay White's the best heel in wrestling. Straight up and down. I said this is the year-end awards for the steel chair, our top 100. I think he was in the top 10. can't remember exactly where, but I said he was the best heel in wrestling. Absolutely up and down. I can't think of anyone who's better. Um, just because he is... He does it in a complete package way, in the same way Ric Flair used to, in the same way... Um, you know, Nick Barkwinkle used to. He's not that kind of Nick Aldis, wear a smart smooth and turn up and, you know, look sternly at the camera and say it how it is. He isn't. But he still has that total package. He's the He thinks he's the best wrestler. He's one of the best wrestlers. And he believes he deserves all the things he asked for. And mm -hmm. he's absolutely committed to what he's trying to do and doesn't understand why everything gets in his way. It's um, kind of like he's Okada if Okada wasn't supported the way Okada had been. Yeah, he's very much in the same mould. He's Okada when he comes back to challenge Tanahashi, except for the fact that Okada had a sense of tradition and understanding of what New Japan was about. And just because he came in and changed everything... He didn't do it in a way that was disrespectful to New Japan. He did it in a way within the New Japan boundaries. Yeah, Okada's like the golden boy. And yeah. Jay is the ugly duckling <laughs> in this yes. comparison. Yes, that's the. He's not the. He's the black sheep of the family, isn't he? Literally. Yeah. The bullet called black has sheep. Everything that Okada has, it's just, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. That's it, you know. It's the and he's also a foreigner. Yeah, which is there's another rub. That's the whole other. It's nowhere near as bad as it used to be in Japan. However, <laughs> it is still the the Bullet Club would not exist without that nationalistic tension, would it? Yeah, and I, I also I watched the match today, and I looked at I, I listened to parts of it. I was like, Japanese fans are missing out on stuff as well. Because mm. Jay talks so much shit. Yeah, and that's like it's it's juice as well as it's juice again, but that this time it's useful. His yeah. shit talking is so much of his character. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious how a Japanese fan looks at Jay, if that comes across the same way it does for us. Um, it's difficult because he's actually quite popular with Japanese fans, isn't he? Hmm. So it's difficult to see. It's difficult in New Japan sometimes just to gauge reactions. Because Jay, I think the way you look at it, when Jay a year ago went to this full-on heel character and was still working the kinks, people were getting up and leaving. They hated him that much. But as they've seen what he's about and how it's working out, they haven't rallied around him, but they respect him mm. because of the great matches he's had and the work he's put in. And, but yeah, when, when he, when Jado was first by his side, when, when he left, they both left chaos and that heel turn, there was no one more hated in Japanese wrestling, possibly in the last 15 years than, than Jay White was. Yeah, I remember. Whereas now it's kind of softened off a little bit. 
and people are kind of like respecting because they respect good work and they respect an artist that's the issue isn't it yeah i also think he has a character that could turn face yes that's the other thing is you've got to you've got to look at avenues of income <laughs> long-term longevity of your character you know that's yeah. it's, that's the old thing i was talking about ruddy piper um but Piper used to always, always went in as a heel. Whatever company or territory he worked in, because you get 18 months as a heel and then you get turned babyface and you get another 18 months feuding with the same people that you were feuding, tagging with 18 months before. So you got three years as a run in a company. Whereas yeah. if, you, if you start as a heel, you start as a babyface, it's a lot harder to turn heel when you've made people care about you. But it's a yeah, lot easier. Jay to make... kind of started out as a heel in chaos as well. Yeah. But he was under control still. Yeah. Like we all knew that he was a heel. But it's like chaos didn't want to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't really know what they were doing with that. <laughs> a car well, a card of basics principles was it's better to have them on the inside pissing out than on the outside pissing in. Yeah, I remember him and showing Yo that I really loved that dynamic. Do you remember what happened? Yeah. I can't well not, no, actually. I can sorry, <laughs> yeah. Can you, yeah, I, I can remember the matches, but I can't remember the dynamic. Well basically Jay was trying to tempt both of them to the dark side of breaking rules and being yeah, yeah, yeah. a heel basically mm. and also hurting each other yeah and it was because they were young lions at the same time mm. so he was constantly i think he was trying to tempt yohei into hitting show yeah or doing bad things like he was telling them hit him now hit him now and yohei would be like no you're holding him that's breaking the rules like he was yeah. tempting the younger guys into becoming like him, which fits again with the story of him wanting them to listen to him. He was already in that time frame getting so annoyed that those two boys in his eyes yeah. didn't listen to his commands. But there's also the point he's an opportunist mm. as well, in the sense of he could have joined Bullet Club and challenged Kenny Omega straight up as for the leadership of Bullet Club. But he waited till the firing squad had got rid of Kenny yeah. <laughs> to come in and take over. And he, he's a shit-stirrer as well. Yeah. Like, why would you join Chaos? Yeah. when Just you to stir up bullshit. Yeah, that's it. But he basically did it to recruit Ghetto and Jeddo to Bullet Club mm. under the instructions of Farley and Devon. Well, you know, as much as the theory that Devitt is still involved in Bullet Club now, <laughs> despite the fact he's worked for the company for the last six years. But Jay White was handpicked by Bad Luck Farley and Devitt to be the leader of Bullet Club. That was the theory. It's fun that we're, we've been talking about Jay White now. He's, he's become the Finley. He is, but it's like we don't get a chance to go in depth on characters. Like when you do a three hour New Japan show, and you're trying to review that, there's so much stuff going on at that time, yeah. you don't get a chance to have a, a retrospective look at the character of, say, Jay White, because he's only in a tag match for five minutes. Whereas this, and we're getting a chance to talk about everybody for full length of time, because 
it's important stuff and we need to go back over it. The people who are listening to this show may not have listened to watched all the shows that we did <laughs> to get to the point where we are today. Understandable, honestly. Yes, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's remarkable, really, that, um, you know, how many how many shows we've watched. I mean, I was looking like, there is 232 Troopany shows. We're coming up on 250 Troopany shows we will have by the end of this year. Um, and that's and then the extra shows like with this one we do we've watched so many wrestling shows and so many different matches and so many intricate stories especially around New Japan but around other companies as well so yeah that's why people listen to us so it, doing this is fun and it's useful I think for us as journalists and as commentators to say why did this story work the way it did and why is it not working the way it is now yeah, and also in a couple of years from now, we'll be able to go back and go, remember when? Yeah. Like, if he does turn the face in, say, a year, yeah, we can go back to, look, we discussed it then, and these were our ideas, and is that working out? Is that how we imagined it? Like, I, I the, the, the show and yo thing... I would have loved to have gone back and listened to myself discuss what happened at the time. Yes. I think that would be really fun. So imagine us two years from now. Where we'll be. Yeah. It's seven years of the Troopany show this summer. We've been doing this for the better part of a decade. So, you know, it's, we've got a lot of memories tied up in this show, but also in, of the wrestling that we've watched. Yeah, I remember yelling at you a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> not seriously though no we are all friends honestly we are, are seriously we? all friends okay. yes Good. yes we are there's no one we dislike amongst ourselves is there not that i'm aware of no, no so but... i doubt everything <laughs> okay. no it's all okay john and chelsea said hi by the way when we recorded oh, the truth show this week they I'm hope glad. you're okay i haven't listened to it yet was going to do it after this Yes, that's cool. Yes, we talked about AEW, and yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> as, and things going bang, and not as bang as they should have done. And also, uh, how how the women's division is great. Why is there no more of it? Um, <sighs> the eternal question. Yes, you've managed to sign forty or so badass women in a division that could be excellent. Only the thing is, you only ever give it twelve minutes per pay per view. Like a Kurashida. Ito now as well. Yeah. Like... Well, Rio Mizani, Mizani and Kurashida had the best match on the card, easily. Not surprising. You know? No, and it's like, why didn't you put that later on the card after you'd spent all that time promoting that women's tournament? But there you go. Wrestling. Wrestling. Boys are rubbish. That's the thing. <laughs> This time you're the one saying it. Yeah, I know. Boys are a wish. We are dreadful human beings. We are. It's true. Okay. I'm dumb, absolutely. I'm not commenting because I, I'll get accused of being a man-hater again. You are not a man-hater. I'm a man. You like me. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's it's no, but, yeah, no, it's, it. Impact Wrestling is about as close to a company that has actually managed, a North America company that has managed to get a fairly good mix of men and women's matches. There's always two or three women's matches on a seven-match card. 
I'd like it if there was more women main eventing stuff in that particular company. Like if you had the world title match from the women's division to knockouts division, women's division alternate with the world men's championship, I think you would people would take it slightly more seriously. And a couple of the but women main event the Impact Wrestling TV show very regularly. But they're the only company out of how many North American companies. MLW doesn't even have any women on their show. WWE's about getting close to 50-50, but it's still probably closer to 60-40. And Ring of Honor, well, 75-25, I guess, at the moment. So, yeah. So it's just like AEW could pull their finger out and they need a women's division that makes sense and generates television buy rates. That's what it yeah, means. It's also because they've got such a close connection with so many Joshi promotions. Yeah. Which is something a lot of other companies don't have. Yeah. And so, they're using it well, but they're not... They're not well enough. Not well enough, no. It's... it's Like, Maki Ito is, is on, her, on her own, is enough to carry a, a good couple of storylines. Yeah. That's it. And, and multiply that by... How many did you say? 40? Oh, I thought it was probably an exaggeration. Let's say 20. <laughs> 20, okay. Yeah. Multiply that by 20, and you've got plenty of ways to get people invested. I think, to be honest, AEW's biggest issue is their roster's just massive. Like, huge. And there's just too many people to get on TV. You can't have a Battle Royal every pay-per-view. You just can't. <laughs> they try. There was the tag team battle royal at the last pay-per-view. There was a battle royal at the previous one, I think. There usually is at least one battle royal somewhere on the card. It's like, yeah, all right. Fair enough. The issue but... of having too much money. Yeah, this is it. You've got too much you've got too much talent you're all trying to keep happy. And it's like, no, wrestling's not fair. This <laughs> is the thing. It is just like People say to me, well, he deserves a title shot. It's like, no, that's not how this works. It's the one that makes the most money gets the title shot. That's... <laughs> but, yeah, there is no deserving in wrestling. It's just just the way it is. But, anyway, there you go. But, having said that, you know, the women's thing isn't the deserving thing. The women's thing is half your audience or half your potential audience is female. Yeah. Especially That's... in AEW. I mean, there's so much overlap between New Japan uh, and also several women's promotions like Yoshi promotions. Yeah, like... like they've got a lot of female fans. And we know the WWE doesn't cater to women. No. So that could be your avenue, your yeah. way of standing out. Do you know how much money women pay yeah. for stuff? Yeah, that's it. You know, it's... And WWE aren't daft. They're going to it, and they're much better than they were a few years ago. But if you'd, if you'd started off with a show that was 50-50 male-female, and the AW Women's Champion defended the belt every other show... You'd have done pretty well. If yeah, you present... would have said set an example for the rest of the yeah shows as well. Like if the first one is fifty fifty, then people won't complain if the second is fifty fifty. No, that's it. 
because you're next time they say they have two matches next show and then three matches the the, the one after then you're going to you're going to have guys going oh, there's way too many min- women's matches yeah if you just set out telling them it's 50-50 and that's it but they didn't so now it's always going to be a discussion yeah set your expectations and yeah. it will be fine but there you go tell your fans what the rules are Yes, it's you booking it, not them. But, yeah. Anywho. Well, we're fantasy booking enough. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're fantasy booking here. I think we're just, this is business. This isn't, this isn't art, is it? This you're is just basic. This, you're sending this to Ghetto, aren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Alan Cheapshot will be cracking on about again again about New Japan. I'm in a women's division. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, this is the thing. It's just business. This isn't us being about creative. This isn't us fantasy booking anything or making predictions. Half your audience is female. Make wrestling that appeals to that half of the audience. Or half your potential audience is female. Or gets more of that part of the audience to watch your show. And especially as like you start organizations like AEW Heels, which I beg as belief that you have to be paid to be a member of that as it's supposed to be like a fan thing. Like, I can understand if it was, like, you were getting, like, free signatures or merch or something like that, but to have a community that's aimed at women, but uh, you have to pay to be part of it. I can understand why, and it makes sense in the long run, but it is just, like, it just looks like we're charging female fans to be part of our community, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're charging, charging women to get the same things that guys get for free. Yes that sense of community and it's like what but yeah it's, it's, uh, and a lot of my friends think it's a great service and they, they really enjoyed using it and stuff and they think it's worth the money but i'm still like yeah it's like you're that's, being taxed for female being female that's the thing for me with people who are saying well they should give the women their own show yeah i'm like i'm okay with women having women having their own show if they can show on the main show that they yeah. can book women correctly because otherwise it just looks like we're putting the women in a corner. Get out television. Going, yeah, and then we're going on with the, with the main show. Yes. Like... Because if you put the women on their own show, then you don't have to make any effort on the, the main show. Yes. People can say, oh no, they have their own show. It's okay. <laughs> it's the way the cruiserweights are in WWE. Yeah. They're never going to book the cruiserweights on the main show correctly because they have, they still do have the 250 show, right? Yeah, they do. And it's interesting, like Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali, who were on the 205 live show and clearly bigger than that, got poached for Raw. Like, it's the same thing with that. If you put female fans in a paid section of whatever that is is it a website is it a yeah it's a website service yeah then they don't have to focus on making the main show accessible for women and interesting for women they also don't have to focus on making male fans well welcome female fans yeah that's another issue is like 
I I agree what what Brandy was trying to do with it, and I agree that like you should have a safe place for female fans to go to. Uh, but equally, that means you don't have to worry about male fans being awful <laughs> towards female fans. Because then which you is... get, get guys saying, "Well, then go to the female side of things if you don't yeah. like what we're doing here." Yeah, that's it. It's like you don't have to deal with messy psychology of male wrestling fans, which is you know awful to start with and you don't have to turn down anyone no because you don't have to tell people guys well then you're not welcome here yeah because you know the awful people are already out there in the world and don't have to pay anything special to be so yeah it's i i'm torn because like friends have said oh, it's a really great service and stuff and it's well well done but it's the actual principles behind needing it in the first place which is the bit that causes yeah. me the worry we shouldn't have to need that. No. And and getting that is nice. And I understand why women would enjoy it and why women would use it. And I'm all for people, women, deciding that that's for them. And I'm yeah. not telling anyone that they shouldn't use it because we get shit enough. So if you if that's how you want to enjoy your wrestling, then I'm all for it. But on the other hand... It's basically saying we don't have to make an effort, or AEW doesn't have to make an effort. Yeah, that's that's an issue within itself. We kind of got off the path today a little bit. We always do. We do. It's it's been a you're good show. You're coming to get angry. Oh, you're talking about feminism again. Tweet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Our iTunes. Yeah. By the way. We haven't had an iTunes rating in a while. If someone would like to give us an iTunes rating, that would be lovely. Helps the algorithm. Um, the, I'd like to get if we have enough five star reviews, then we'll get we'll get rid of I the one the two last star review. Review was from 2019 or something. Yes. So please, if anyone who listens to us on iTunes, and I know there's at least a couple of thousand of you who listen to us on iTunes, could you please give us a review? That would be nice. I'd appreciate it. It'd be good. You can tell us what your favorite tangent is. Yes, that would be good. Of all the tangents we've taken, and boy, do we take a lot. <laughs> we go to really strange places. Yes, today we've had Sean Connery films and Kevin Costner films and football, British Premier League football of the 1990s. And that's just me. And we've gone on to the AW Women's Division and why do they need a I female? was quite well behaved on the tangents, I think. Yes, I think so. I think we, you know, I think we're doing well. I think flights of fancy have been kept to a minimum. <laughs> that's not true but we basically talked about the last thing for 20 minutes well yeah I suppose so but that's not really a flight of fancy but that's serious discussion about feminism and professional wrestling feminism. yeah but it's not New Japan more women watch New Japan than any other male promotion on the, earth, on the planet that earth that is true so, yeah. but New what... Japan knows how to cater to women like all those picture books <laughs> Like, yes. you're laughing, but they make an effort. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, that's what female fans want to buy. So, yeah. Well, one of some things, but it's it's mostly... I don't even want those books. Like, no. it's not my kind of thing. But the fact that New Japan is making an effort mm. to appeal to women in a way that may turn some guys off is just yes. great to me. Because I've seen the guys complaining about showing yo half naked on on a picture book somewhere. Well, it's 
unsurprisingly, young women tend to like half-naked men. <laughs> half-naked. Yes. Physically attractive. I, can't, I cannot possibly understand why they would like their half-naked men, but there they are. You know, it's the, the toxic masculinity thing. Yes. I mean, these guys are handsome, good-looking. They're, they're talented in the ring, and the guys know that. So they don't want to, to see the half-naked bit as anything other than <laughs> athleticism. Yes, of course it is. Because there's also a bit of gay panic there. Oh, I. Good lord, yes. No, I like my men fully dressed and far, far away from me. I remember, like, two, three years ago, there was a guy so mad that I was talking about Tanahashi's abs. He was really, really mad that I was saying that Tanahashi's abs were nice. And yeah. he's like, why are you talking about his abs? It's like, because they're there and he's showing them off. Yes. And I, I said, he takes his shirt off everywhere he goes. Yeah, of course he does. And the guy was like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, yes, he does. And I showed him uh, a clip of a TV show Tanahashi went to where he took off his shirt. Because <laughs> that's what Tanahashi does. Akada went on a TV show so a woman could feel up his thighs. Yeah, and being, being held by him. Yeah, that's this is the thing. And it's <laughs> like... <sighs> The trouble is, and quite rightly as well, there is a lot of negative sexuality attracted to male wrestling fans towards female wrestling fans, towards mm -hmm. female wrestlers. Yeah, also um, fans. But also fans. But the the thing is, <laughs> the, the the trouble is, and this is it's it's the not all men thing. It's like if a female fan finds a male wrestler attractive. Male wrestling fans will accuse her of objectifying him, which they are to an extent. And only being into wrestling because the guys are hot. Yes, that's it. And it's like, but you like wrestling for the stories and you like wrestling for the action. And wrestling's pretty gay at the end yeah. of the day. We've discussed this so many times. It's men running around in their pants. It is, and I'm quite happy with that. As a straight guy, Japan it doesn't bother pretty, me. Pretty gay storytelling. Yes, even though they will go out of their well. way to say stress how straight everybody is, they're not. But they will go out of their way to point out everyone that is is, is engaged to be married to a nice young lady from Osaka. Um, but the, yeah, but yeah, no, it's and it's it's also like. Hiromu and Despi had one of the gayest storylines I've seen in years. Yeah. And there were guys telling me, you can't say that it's gay because they're not, and you're ruining it. <sighs> so like, well, Hiromu said he wanted to make love to Desperado again in the ring. What is that except... What more? It's, there is none more gay, and that's fine. It's just a story. But it's it's like some dudes are so afraid of making something gay or yeah. less than just an artistic athletic thing. Yeah. That that they go over the top. It's the same with people getting mad that some mostly female fans or LGBT fans discuss different types of storylines as in what could happen. Yeah. 
That's not okay. It's not okay to discuss, well, if the, this faction broke off, what would happen? But it is okay to have it's a fantasy book, an entire tournament. Yeah. Like, to me, that's the same thing. Yeah. It's just looked at from different points of view. Like, the, the storytelling thing is wrong. You're not allowed to look at wrestling from a storyline point of view, because then you're not a real wrestling fan, especially if you're a woman. A woman, sorry. But you are allowed to fantasy book an entire tournament down to the who's pinning who with what move kind of yeah. thing. Because that <laughs> is the right way to... There is no right or wrong way to enjoy there professional isn't. wrestling. But a lot of wrestling fans seem to think there is. Yeah, though, though, well, yes, in my younger days, I had certain rules about the way I would enjoy a wrestling match. As I got older, they kind of went out the window because it's like, I enjoy wrestling matches. I enjoy watching two people have a wrestling match. I enjoy the stories and the way they set out. I like certain types of wrestling over other certain types of wrestling because it appeals to me more. I like New Japan because it's more athletic and it's more of a straight-up sport-based storyline. It's still silly and stupid, and all wrestling has silly and stupid elements to it. However, as I grow older and appreciate storytelling to a greater level and extent, I can understand that some things are going to be a bit different. So, yeah. I, it's fine. I, yeah, it's, it's the same goes for me. Like, I know that I look at wrestling from storyline first yeah. and athletic moves second. But I also recognize that a lot of people see it differently. And I'm totally fine by that, with that. Yeah. If, you, if you enjoy um, clotheslines over a storyline, I don't care. No. It's great. I'm just happy that people are enjoying the same thing I do in different ways. Yeah. It's... But some people get so mad. It's like it's a personal attack. Of course they do. Because you're not enjoying it the way that... Me and Sai used to joke about, like, you had to watch the G1 whilst balanced on a stone tablet under a waterfall. <laughs> whilst with holding Kota's a trance. theme song in the background. Yeah, with <laughs> just because... It's like, you know, people used to treat the G1 with such reverence. And you should. It's bloody hard work. 19 days of the toughest tour in pro wrestling. And I absolutely do respect the wrestlers that do that tour. Because it's, it's hard work. It really is. But equally, it's just a wrestling tournament. Yeah, if people just want to watch some of the matches, why not? Yeah. Yeah. If that's how they enjoy wrestling, like, what's it? It's not harming you any. No, it is just like it's just a wrestling tournament. It's still blokes running around in their pants. That's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But equally, I think because people do take things far too seriously. But the, the there's the but I think a lot of what you were saying about the sexuality of pro wrestling, especially to a female audience. Guys don't like it for the two the the two main reasons, as far as I can say, is one is the objectification thing. Well, if we did that to women rest, women wrestlers, you would have a go at us for it, and it's like, yeah, not necessarily. It depends on how you're doing it, you know. Yeah, you there's find... also uh, um, how do you explain it? Men and women aren't don't have the same say in the world, like. A female wrestling fan might objectify 
a male wrestler. Yeah. But a male wrestler is the top of the food chain in wrestling. Yeah. Whereas a female wrestler isn't. Yeah. And a female wrestling fan doesn't have the sway in wrestling that a male wrestling fan has. Like no. female res- female wrestlers have to appeal, well they don't have to, but kind of have to appeal to the common denominator. And that's generally seen as a male wrestling fan. Yeah. Male well, wrestlers don't. No. And it'd be interesting to see, like, in North America, like, companies like Women of Wrestling that have an entirely... They are just a female company. And Shimmer, to an extent, and Shine, they don't have these issues. Partly because the, the audience is still very, fairly heavily female, obviously, because it's more female-orientated. But you don't see those issues being brought up by the fans of those companies. No. Because either the male fans are more liberal and more expect more uh, accepting of the idea of like women wrestlers being, you know, women wrestlers, but also they're not being AB'd against the guys because a lot of this is like the fan stuff is a lot of like, well, female fans are objectifying, so we should be allowed to objectify male male wrestlers. And it's like, it's not, sorry, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be tit for tat. It's just like, it's everything on its own situation. Yeah. That's, that's, you know. And also, a lot of female fans don't objectify to the same degree that a lot of male fans do. Yeah. Because what female fans are usually focused on is romantic stuff yeah whereas a lot of i'm I'm not trying to generalize but a lot of male fans i've seen turn it into sexual stuff that's the thing and that's the difference as well and it's also if you are a straight male guy you can still say that hiroshi tanahashi is attractive it doesn't make you gay yeah yeah he is attractive (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I talk about guys being handsome a lot, wrestlers, yeah. but I'm not actually attracted to most of them. No, I assume I, you don't like, want to sleep with all of them. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> I'd be terrified meeting them, let alone... Yes. Anyway. But it's the same, like, I, I once made a gif of Zack Sabre Jr., and I said on the, the description of the gif that he was pretty. And there was a guy so mad at me for being a shallow woman with no standards who just watched wrestling for the pretty guys. I'm like, I just said he was pretty. I call, <laughs> I call paintings pretty. Doesn't mean I want to sleep with them. No, it's like, just... God. But that's the thing. That's the, the thing. Guys can't... There's no moderation. That's the... the, oh, the Aspen thing at the weekend. We was talk- I didn't think I talked to you about that, but... Uh, yeah. Oh yes, we did talk about it the other day. But that's there's a classic example of just like it's male control as well. Like you are having ideas <laughs> above your station because yeah. you find somebody pretty and are trying to tell me that they're pretty. Like a yeah, and you're doing things that we do, but you're doing it to the guys that we respect and don't see the way you do. Yes. How dare you? Yeah, that's that's it. Like, male wrestlers are for wrestling only. 
female wrestlers are uh, for objectification. Yeah, so not necessarily So when female fans turn it around, uh, it's an issue. Yeah, that's the issue. That's the that's the thing. And, and that doesn't even include the LGBT part of the whole story. No, and that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, because New Japan fans talking about queer storylines riles some male fans up so much. <laughs> like, oh my god, how dare you suggest that Hiromu is not straight? Oh, he says he isn't. <laughs> he's so clearly not. No, character, his character is the, yeah, the character. Speaking, he yeah. is so clearly not straight. Yeah. And equally. From what I understand, Zack Sabre Jr. is not straight, but his character is. Mostly. No, no not so much now, but up until recently. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, he's a wrestler. That's all he does. He's there to wrestle and beat people. You know. So it's a slightly different thing now. But even then, I don't I don't see Tai Chi and, and Zack as that kind of way. I think it's more of a brotherhood thing than a romance thing. Well, it's it's a personal thing. Yeah. Everyone can decide for themselves. Yeah. It's just like some people see it as more than that. But it's the case that a lot of straight male guys will be it, it's straight until proven otherwise. Yeah. No, there's there's obviously a ton of stuff in New Japan that's quite clearly got gay or bisexual overtones. Golden Lovers, obviously, is the obvious one. But, you know, Hiromi, Hiromi Desperado, Hiromi in Dragon Lee, or Ryu Lee, as he is now. You know, there, there's a bunch of stuff Desperado, in there. Desperado, Ibushi, Desperado, Kushida. Yeah. It, there's a bunch of stuff in there that's quite clearly um, much more orientated around uh, story lines, romantic yeah. storylines and queer storylines than certainly underneath, you know, um, yeah, but you will always have people going, well, unless they say it's a queer storyline. Like, directly say it. They won't. Absolutely will not. Then it's not, not a queer storyline, because it's straight until proven otherwise. As, you know, as... So Hiromu can say, let's, let's make love in the ring again to Desperado, and I love you. Uh, Desperado can say, I love you. Yeah. To Hiromu. But that doesn't mean they're queer. No. Until either of them say <laughs> this is a queer storyline. It's, it's like... Them's the rules. You heard of the poet Shelley. Yeah. There was like, back in the 60s, there were entire university literature departments devoted to decoding his letters about him and his female friends and whether they were having sexual affairs in the, in the 1840s or whenever he was alive. And it's like the letters were like, I really enjoyed that last cup of coffee I had with you the last time we met. We must have six cups of coffee next time we meet. Uh, and it's that's like the opposite of yeah. <laughs> Roma can say yeah. He could say I am gay, and people would still be like, No, he means something different by that. He means he's happy. Yeah, of course they do. See, that's the thing. It's like in thing about in school. It's like sometimes I have to go the opposite way because someone will say. There'll be a phrase which includes the word gay, and it will mean genuinely happy. And the kids will go, oh, it's gay. And then you're like, no, it just means happy. But why are you laughing at gay? Yeah. <laughs> We've had this conversation. It still year. makes people so uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. why? And is 
is a warm and fuzzy note. And I'm just to finish on, because we've gone off on a massive segue again. But <laughs> here's the thing. In Hawaiian culture... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In Hawaiian culture, there was... Uh, a de- or there is a designation of non-binary people. It was mm-hmm. in Maui, Maui, I think. Yeah, my Polynesian language is not great, much as much as my Dutch. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Maui, which was essentially females who were not like strictly femaley female uh, presenting, and males who were not strictly male presenting were considered this third gender. And they were highly respected and considered good quality candidates for leaders in the community. And then Christians came along and ruined everything because we're shit. (laughs) But they are still there and they're still part of the community and are slowly getting more acceptance again as talk of non-binary people is great. It is. It was really cool. And we'll end the Troopany show on that little social message for you there. My name this, is was James one of the, this was one of the shortest shows and we made it one of the longest this podcasts. Podcast, this podcast is only half an hour away from being longer than that show. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to today at the New Japan Cup. My name is James Troop and you can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. Where can we find you, Christy? You can find me on Twitter at Smark Infested or NJPW Gifts. You can find the channel at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show. Uh, you can find The Troopany Show on all sorts of podcast providers, including iTunes, where you could give us a review about how our great conversations about sexuality and pro wrestling are. Um, they, and they're, they're awesome. You should listen to us more often. Um, you can also go to Patreon and keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. I'll be back on my own tomorrow, being Aww. lonely. Uh, to cover tomorrow's action at the New Japan Cup. I don't at least know... half an hour, right? Yeah, well, I'll try. Um, I've got a long day tomorrow. I have to go to a meeting after work. So Excuses, excuses. <laughs> it might be about 10 o'clock at night by the time I get it all done, uh, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Anywho. I'll be listening. Thank you. I appreciate that. Take care, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. And Christy will be back with us on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. Oh, we've got a day off on Wednesday. That's good. Yeah. I've got a council meeting. Take care. <laughs> Sorry? I have to go and vote. You have to go and vote. See, democracy in action. There you go. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone.